not going to make you stand for this first one. But y'all should know the song. Some of y'all sneak know it. Sing out. Sing out. Sing loud. All right, let's go. to do things just a little bit different. Uh, This morning, I would like for you to turn to Psalms 100, and Psalms 100 is the Psalms that is known for giving thanks unto God. So we're going to hear God's word, and then we are going to close the service with our praise and worship as we leave this place thanking God and praising Him in song. 
Whenever we look at this Psalms, it is known as the Psalms of giving thanks, but it's not the only Psalms or the only place in Scripture that we find that we are supposed to give thanks to God. If we look in Psalms chapter 118, verses 1 and verses 29, we would find these words, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. So the first verse and the last verse tells us that we are supposed to give thanks unto the Lord because his love endures forever. This morning I entitled the message for you today, Three Ways to Give Thanks Plus One, because there's four different ways that God specifically tells us that we are supposed to praise him or to give thanks to him in this particular Psalms. So whenever we look at this Psalms, we will be able to find as far as there are ways, there's statements uh, on how to give thanks to God, an expression of why God's people must give thanks to Him. Then there's an invitation to give thanks, and then at the end there is an expression of praise or thanksgiving unto God. So we're going to look and those things that those things this morning, and I will give you the four different ways that this passage of Scripture tells us how we are supposed to give thanks to God. So I want us to think about this process because there are occasions that we have someone that does a favor for us or does something to us, and we want to show them our thanks by some type of a gift or something that we would give to them. Men, all the time at you know, Mother's Day, you have these commercials that come out nowadays that says, do not get your wife this. So do not get your wife a leaf blower or do not get your wife a table saw or do not give your wife a chainsaw. Uh, these things are there, number one, because... Some man at some point in time has given his wife this gift as a Mother's Day present. So it's a warning. It's kind of like the, the baby strollers. You, have any of y'all, you notice a baby, baby stroller, you turn it over to read the instructions on how to close up the baby stroller. The first thing that it tells you is to please remove the baby. It's obviously because a man has tried to close the stroller with the baby in there. Now, I'm not going to say that a woman would do that. But us men, we would possibly try to do that. So whenever we think about this, we should be giving gifts to people that we love that shows the love that we have for them. My wife, Peggy, she, she loves dead flowers. Now, I said dead flowers because if it's a potted plant that has dirt or something and it's supposed to grow in, nine out of ten, she's going to kill them within about two to three weeks. So just go ahead and get her the dead flowers that are already clipped off and she'll place them in water and then they'll just simply fall apart on the table. But she knows and she accepts those. That's kind of her love language. So, yes, if I've done something wrong, 
I'll run to a flower shop or if I'm cheap, which normally I am, I'll go to, uh, to Walmart or the food line and I'll go grab one of those $4.95 bundles of flowers. Come on, man. I know that y'all have done this. I know that each one of you, that whenever you've done something wrong, you didn't go and buy a dozen roses for like $50. Uh, just go buy the cheap $4.95 ones, clip the bottoms off of them, put them in fresh water, and they'll survive for at least two weeks. <laughs> no wonder I stay. But our gifts and showing someone thanks should come from the heart and it should represent what we feel about that person, right? So whenever we know that our loved one loves flowers, that's what we should give them. Christmas gifts are really difficult, right? How many of you, the older that your kids got, you started giving them money or you started giving them these uh, you know, gift cards and stuff so that they can go to the store and buy whatever they want anyway? Men, how many of you actually buy your own Christmas presents? Or women, how many of you buy your own Christmas presents? Because you know that your spouse didn't hear the hint as far as what gift you were, you were really wanting, right? So you just go get your own. Well, whenever we think about that, we go into this passage of Scripture that says that we are supposed to give thanks to God. So let's read it, Psalms 100. It says, Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He has made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. So this is a Psalms of giving thanks or Psalms of thanksgiving. And the first way that it tells us that we are supposed to give thanks unto God is by doing what? We are supposed to shout the word. We are supposed to shout, I guess you could say at the top of your lungs. But what this gives to us and it tells us is that our praise and our thanks to God is not supposed to be silent. I ask you the question, does a tree make a noise if it falls in the middle of the forest and no one's around it? Well, we don't know. We assume that it does because whenever we're standing there next to it and it falls, it makes a noise. No one should have to assume that we are praising God. They should be able to hear it from the top of our voices. Whenever we praise God, we are supposed to speak it out loud. And that's why we will close this morning's service praising and shouting and singing aloud to God. Because God is worthy of our praise. 
the first thing that we see, we can, we should praise God with our mouth and it should be loud. Whenever we talk about praising God with a shout, this is telling us that we are showing God that we love Him and we praise Him and we thank Him whenever we go to our neighbors and we talk to them about God. I need to say that over again, right? See, I figured the 9 o'clock crowd would be the quiet one because they were up so early. We show God that we love Him and that we praise Him whenever we go to our neighbors and we testify to them about what God has done for us. That is part of our praise to God. We are saying, thank you for what you have done for me, so I will share it with others. The blessings that we get. I'm going to say this. I've been kind of looking for a new truck. Well, wait a minute, let me rephrase that. I have been kind of looking for Peggy a new truck. Now, I know myself that whenever we finally buy this new truck, you better believe I'm going to show it off. You better believe that whenever I drive up and I park it, it's going to be parked underneath the awning to make sure that everybody sees that new truck. But whenever God does something for us, what do we do with it? Oh, I don't want to brag about what God's done for me. I'm just going to keep it to myself. Part of us thanking God is by telling other people what he's done for us. So not only does this passage of scripture tell us that we're supposed to shout it, but it also tells us that we're supposed to show our praise and worship to God by our service to him. Faith without works is nothing. Works without faith is nothing. We praise and we worship God in the manner that we work or we serve God Almighty. So what is my service to God? My service to God is that I glorify His name in absolutely everything that I do. Right? That is our, that is what we are supposed to do. That is what we are called to do is to live a life that glorifies God Almighty. So every single thing that I do glorifies God Almighty. And by that service and by that works, I am showing God that I love him and that I am thankful for what he has done for me. Now that service also deals with the fact that we are supposed to serve God as in working within his facility and doing his work here. We have a beautiful sanctuary and a beautiful church, don't we? Now it's taken a lot of work to get it done and to get it here, but we have that wonderful, we have this. Well, 
I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to tell you about two men that have done a lot of work with the church and they do work. They take care of the yards for us, the grounds for us. But in this, I also want to tell you that we have two lawnmowers. Both of them have been donated to the church. Most of y'all know what you donate to the church, right? It's things that you've already worn out and you're going to go buy you a new one and give the church the one that's worn out. Well, that's where we are. We have two worn-out lawnmowers that's over here, and they come to cut the grass, and it takes them more time to work on the lawnmowers to get them running to cut the grass than it does to actually cut the grass. So we're taking up an offering because we need a new lawnmower so that whenever they come to take care of God's yard, all they have to do is just jump on it, turn the key, and they can cut the grass. So please, before you leave, If you have extra money in your pocket, go ahead and get it out. If you have a check, go ahead and fill it out. We need need somewhere around $2,000. And I know that there's somebody here or there's somebody that's watching us on Facebook that can give us the $2,000. Go ahead and write out the check. Rock Hill First Church of the Nazarene. You can send it to P.O. Box 12250, Rock Hill, South Carolina, 297, no, two, yeah, 29731. I got all that in. Now I'm done with the announcement for the day. But that is part of our service. That is us telling God that we love him and that we thank him for what he has done for us. Whether it's coming in and wiping down the counters, cleaning the windows, vacuuming the floors, cleaning the bathrooms, those are services that needs to be done here at this church. But there's also services that we do with God as far as being a Sunday school teacher, being a board member, uh, you know, being a youth director or someone that helps with the youth or the children. Those are services unto God that he is asking us to do, needs for us to do, and that we do to show him how much we love him and how much we thank him for what he has done for us. The third thing that he asked us to do You know, guys, he couldn't have put this any plainer for us. It's it's not like us trying to figure out what our wife wants for her birthday through the subtle hints that she gives to us. He is specifically telling us how he wants us to do this. So the third thing that he's telling us that he wants us to do is that he says that you need to come to the house of God. We need to come to his house to be with like-minded and like-hearted people to worship and to praise him aloud with our voice and with our givings and our talents and who he is and that he has done for us. The scripture tells us that, he, that, it was, that they were supposed to do this in Jerusalem or in the temple that was in their city that they were at. So it gives us this corporateness as far as our giving. But I want you to understand the corporateness of our giving. We cannot give in a corporate what we do not have as an individual. If we do not have praise and worship unto God as an individual and we come into a corporate worship time, we cannot give proper praise and worship unto God. Wow. Wow. 
we cannot give what we don't have. God cannot bless. He cannot bless what we are not. And if we cannot come into God's house and have worship and praise within us, then as a corporate, we cannot worship and praise him the way that he is asking us and telling us that we need to do. Now, sure, we can sit out here, we can stand out here in the church and we can sing loudly, but that is not worshiping God, that's singing. You can even raise your hands. That's not praising and thanking God. That's just simply raising your hands. Worship and praising God comes from a heart that has been changed by God Almighty. And that takes us right into the fourth one because the fourth one is is that we have to know who we're worshiping before we can truly worship Him. So let's look at this and let's understand this. Who is God? Who are we worshiping today? Why are we here to even worship him? If you look at the evolutionists, they're doing everything and anything that they can to explain away God so that we don't have to thank God and worship God. If we just simply happened, if we just simply evolved and there's no greater hierarchy that has created us, then there's absolutely no reason to worship or to thank God for what he's done for us. It would kind of be like the Englishman said that you are a self-made man. None of us are self-made. Absolutely, positively, none of us. Now, I don't want to get too far into biology, but your mom and dad didn't make you. God created you. Your mom and dad came together and they helped in this process, but without God Almighty breathing life into you, you, were, you wouldn't be. So we have to know who we're praising and worshiping. So we go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning, God. So God was first, and then God did what? God created the heavens and the earth. And we go on through that, and we find in the end of chapter 1 that we begin to see that God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ came together and created us in his image. We would not be if it wasn't for God, the creator. But God is still creating things new today. Every single person that has been born after that fact was God's creation. He is creating things anew today. He is creating things anew within us today. So we worship God as the creator because there's absolutely positively nothing that I have that I do not have because of him. Because he created it all. Society would tell us 
pat yourself on the back because your hard work has given you the house or the car or the clothes that you're wearing. It's your hard work. It's the sweat of your brow. It's the roughness of your hands. You did it. You should take credit for it. We have to understand that we would have nothing without God. We would have absolutely nothing without Him. But in this, we also have to understand that not only is He the Creator, but He's the Redeemer. Whoo! He is the Redeemer. You go to Adam and Eve and you find that Adam and Eve sinned against God and sin entered into this world. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We are all headed to hell if it was not for the grace and glory of God that he gave us the gift of his only son that if we believed in him that we would have life everlasting within us. He is the Redeemer. Because we all deserve nothing but death. We don't have to teach our children how to lie. We don't have to teach our children how to be selfish. We're born into it. Every single one of us have to have a redeemer in our life. And we have to understand that God is the Redeemer. And knowing that God was our, is our Creator and He is our Redeemer, then there is absolutely no one else on this earth that we should be praising and worshiping. Absolutely no one. But we have to understand who He is. And the thing about it is, is whenever we truly understand who he is, we then worship him because of who he is. We worship him because of who he is. This morning, who is he? He's your creator. Worship him because he's your creator. But not only that, worship him because he is your redeemer. He is your redeemer. He is the only one that is worthy of praise. It's not me. I should say, you can't say it's me. It's not you. It's God. That's why we worship him. He tells us. He tells us that we worship him through shouts, verbally voicing our praise to him and of him. We give him thanks by our service, by coming here and by worshiping him. 
and by knowing who he is. See, recap this. I want to make sure that you get this and that you see this. That we praise God with our shouts. That we praise God through our service. That we praise God by coming to his house and worshiping him. But we praise him because he is our creator and our redeemer. So let's stand this morning and let's sing from the top of our lungs as loud as we can this morning, praising and thanking God for what he has done for us. Chris and the praise and worship team is going to close us this morning.